Hey everybody, and welcome to the latest edition of the Bro Triangle podcast. Um, first up, I need to apologise that we haven't managed to get a, uh, a podcast out in a couple of months. That's purely down to holiday season. Um, I had quite an extended break over the period. Um, also work commitments and, uh, and some technical stuff on our side as well. Um, but we've managed to get the latest episode out and uh, we sit down with Justin Siddle and we have a chat via Skype. Justin is a black belt uh, in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and he's currently running the grappling program over at Team Quest in Chiang Mai, Thailand. We talked to Justin about his Jiu-Jitsu journey, about where he started in the US, uh, his training in San Francisco, through to his, his travels around Southeast Asia, getting his black belt under Olavo um, over at Phuket Top Team and uh, how he's ended up in uh, how he's ended up in Chiang Mai. It's a really interesting discussion and uh, it's really kind of nice to see Justin's journey and how he's been able to create the ultimate jiu-jitsu lifestyle which just allows him to to train every day and and live by the principles that he holds closest to him. So uh, yeah we hope you enjoy it. Here is Justin Sadell. Okay welcome to the Bro Triangle podcast Justin. Um, I think to get started let's just sort of be good to sort of hear about um how your jiu-jitsu journey started how it led you to where you are excellent um yeah first of all i'm, I'm happy to be here to kind of share share my my story about jiu-jitsu with everyone i started jiu-jitsu in 2005 in california uh i would i saw jiu-jitsu through mma first i remember i like saw like ufc 5 or something like that and uh you know oleg tektorov won his first fight by guillotine choke and uh, I was kind of blown away that that was like uh, a way you could win a fight and it just brought all this new perspective on fighting uh, into, into my eyes, you know? And <clears throat> I went and started training jiu-jitsu and uh, first it started as a hobby as I think it does for most people and I just became more and more passionate about training jiu-jitsu. Um, luckily I was in California and in California, as you guys know, like the jiu-jitsu scene is really strong. There's a lot of good tournaments yeah. And uh, I just really focused on competing for those first, oh, eight or nine years <laughs> and uh, got some really great opportunities to train with some great people out. After about five years, I started training with Dave Camarillo, who's like a huge influence for me. Um, I got my brown belt from him. And a couple years after my brown belt, I um, i had been living in California. I was teaching at the gym. I really loved everything about my work and my job, but my life outside the gym I wasn't too happy with so I decided I need to make some changes so um, I was looking to relocate and I was going to do a little trip around Asia first before I, I was on my original plan was to go to Austin Texas and I ended up going to Thailand for a couple what I thought was going to be a couple months <clears throat> and early on into my trip in Thailand I ended up landing a job at a destination gym um, for, for people that don't know like destination gyms are fixated on a couple places around the world where people want to go on training holidays and uh, you know get an opportunity to train full time and live that fighter's life and uh, luckily in Thailand there's some really great spots you can go to and uh, anyway so I started living in Thailand in, in Phuket and teaching at a destination gym which was Phuket Top Team and uh, I was really lucky to have met Olavo Rayu who kind of brought me underneath his wing and uh I was still a brown belt at the time, and he coached me and worked with me a lot and got me ready to be a black belt, promoted me to be a black belt. Um, and shortly after that, um, I met some other people. I was training at Top Team, some real important people in my life, which were the uh, Leone brothers and Don Carlos Claus. And those guys, shortly after I had arrived in, 
shortly after they opened, they needed a jujitsu coach. I was a freshly minted black belt, and uh, I got a job opportunity to move to Bali and uh, teach jujitsu there and start a jujitsu program. So I, I stayed in Bali for a couple years, uh, teaching jujitsu and uh, coaching an MMA team, and uh, you know, really getting to live the jujitsu life uh, to its fullest. And uh, from there, you know, continue to travel and see other parts of the world. And uh, now I'm currently based in Chiang Mai, Thailand, so I'm back in Thailand again, uh, teaching at a gym called Team Quest Thailand. Awesome. That's a that's a hell of a journey, mate. That's yeah. Yeah, I try to sum it up and like keep it short, but yeah, there was a lot going on there. <laughs> yeah, but that's cool, and it's and it's interesting as well. Like um, the 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 last three, there's a there's kind of a, a heavy influence of um, MMA around those gyms. Um, yes, it is. Is that do you find it different teaching in that environment? So hundred percent. Um, so they all kind of brought different. Uh, perspectives on that, that the gym where I really got the taste for working with MMA athletes the most was in Bali. Um, and I was really fortunate to, to work with like a really great group of guys that uh, were really talented and hardworking. Um, and they were so open to learning to eat, which was something that really stood out as well. Um, and with that, with that mindset, uh, with wanting to fight MMA but still respecting the gi, I thought it was uh, such a cool perspective to, to learn grappling, you know, um, and uh, they helped me grow so much as, gra- as a grappler myself. You know, I learned a lot more about wrestling and uh, keeping top position. Again, these were things that I had in mind already from my previous coaches, but there was more of an emphasis, um, and I had to consciously make efforts to change my jiu-jitsu kind of away from sports jiu-jitsu, um, with more of a focus on MMA for them. Uh, again, like uh, when I was in California, because everyone competed in sports jiu-jitsu tournaments, that was the focus. But the second I kind of moved to Asia, when I was at Top Team and when I was at Bali uh, MMA, even now today at Team Quest, you know, most of these guys, they don't want to compete in sports jiu-jitsu tournaments or they're just not available. It's not, it's not as uh, convenient as it is in you know, uh, California or, or England or wherever you happen to be. So... Um, the focus out here seems to be more MMA so I, I had to make a lot of adjustments in my game and what, what I taught and uh, to be honest I think it's better better jiu-jitsu for people to be learning because there's more application for self-defense in my opinion yeah it's, yeah, it's more more real the, the problem with sports jiu-jitsu is and there's nothing wrong with it but it, but it takes away from, from the art a little bit yeah you're playing, right, like you're I, playing I, I try to respect both for what they are you know like a uh, I think gi jiu-jitsu is beautiful. Like, uh, like the, the sweeps, the transitions. Um, I think my best technique has come from the gi. Um, yeah. So I, I, I have tons to respect for the gi. But then there's the other side. There, there's, there's no gi. Um, submission grappling and MMA, and it's just, it's just different, you know. And you gotta, you gotta make the adjustments and um, learn to, learn to love both, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, a hundred percent. I think for me, I think the the sports jujitsu is you, you're, you're, you could end up, you can end up fighting for points, fighting for advantages, and and stalling, sort of, and yeah, yeah, it becomes very tactical rather than yeah. almost what it. It's true. Hey, and some of that stuff helps you in MMA too. Like you watch two sports jujitsu guys scramble for top position and like try to come on top of like a like, drag position or something like that. Like they're they're ready to get where they need to be. You know, there's that sense of urgency. But like 
Uh, something else I'd point out that I see from sports jiu-jitsu guys is often when you pass their guard, they chill. They really relax and just, like, accept the position because there's not as much of immediate threat. Like, higher-level guys, they move. They never stop moving, you know? But the lower-level guys that just kind of are starting out and, and learning about jiu-jitsu, like, you'll, you'll feel them really kind of chill after the pass. And then, you know, that, that, that's MMA. It could be over. You're getting ground-pounded. You're, you're taking heavy damage. Um, you know, you, you got to know when to, to fight and explode and get out of those bad situations. I think MMA helps people prepare for that explosiveness. And, um, like, all, all the black belts that I've had a, a, the chance to train with and experience with that fought MMA always have a different level of explosiveness when it comes to the finish. They, they just really go after the finish much harder, you know, because it means more to them. It's more, uh, <laughs> like, they don't want to get fucked up, you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. There's something the, they the consequences are like, going. Yeah. They got to finish now or they're going to they're gonna get in trouble. What do you think the, the, the biggest changes to your game were? How, how did you have to adapt the most? Oh, that's a good question. Um, dealing with good wrestlers was something... That was always kind of something that I had to deal with in, in sports jiu-jitsu competition. But also, again, it's that that top control that you have to be so ready for. Like, you have to have a good wrestling game. You have to know how to sprawl well. You have to know, uh, you know, you have to have a good set of front headlock chokes, guillotine darces, neckties. All that stuff's real important. Did, did you they wrestle lost. much at school? That's, that's not really a big thing in California, is it, wrestling? Oh, no, it's huge in California. Oh, is it? Um, My bad. <laughs> yeah, so think of it, think of it this way. Um, if your state needs to qualify for something, right, like, like a regional or state-level tournament or something like that, it's like, well, let's just say state-level. California is a huge state, so to qualify for those divisions, you have tons of matches. So the, the state champions in Southern California are always pretty high-level. So, so did you wrestle through sort of high school? No, I only learned wrestling through jiu-jitsu. Um, I was really lucky to have a, a couple really open-minded coaches. Um, I think a lot of people, when they think about being good at jiu-jitsu, it means just practicing jiu-jitsu, but that also means practicing wrestling and practicing judo and you know whatever, whatever other grappling arts you can find. It's about being a good grappler. So the second I kind of started adopting that mindset, I opened my, my mind to learning more wrestling and more, more judo and takedowns. Um, I think it's very important to, to have that mindset about grappling. Um, so, yeah, again, I think it's very important to be a good grappler. I completely agree. I mean, when you're starting your sessions, both of you sat there, you know, without doing any takedowns and the rest of it, then, you know, how are you ever going to learn? Yeah, you know, um, as, as an instructor, I'm always constantly, like, uh, reevaluating my curriculum. And I've just really made an emphasis on takedowns, especially since I've been at Team Quest. Like, I feel... Like the history behind Team Quest is, it's a it's a wrestling based gym, you know. Like that, they, they, like I mean, we're we're in Thailand, so obviously, like Muay, Muay Thai is, is supreme here. It's a, it's, it's an amazing martial art that you that is you know at our fingertips. But like I found that it was really important for me to uh, incorporate a lot of wrestling and judo now in my classes. So uh, the first you know fifteen twenty minutes of my class is just always takedowns now. Um, I, I think it's really important that everyone is constantly working their takedowns and, um, you know, be ready to fight on top. I, I don't want to say it's, like, not okay to pull guard, but I definitely discourage guard pulling. And, like, unless you're looking to finish right away, like, flying in the tax, 
I think are good like tertiary skills that you need to have but um, you know I, I definitely push my guys to stay on top nice just while we're on um, the, like the, the, the teaching with the with the gyms like because they're destination uh, I mean would you say Team Quest is a destination gym like top team and Bali yeah I definitely I definitely think it is but it's a destination in a different way um, like like again like when you go on vacation you're kind of planning on like what you like to do in that vacation time you know or like how you want to like explore like where you want to explore like i i think like for for me like if i want to go to the like when i go to the beach and stuff like that like i i thought of places like bali and phuket where like you know pristine white sand beaches and nice waves and beautiful sunsets and stuff but you know i've been fortunate enough to get a chance to live in those places you know so i spent three and a half years four years um in bali and phuket so i was i was kind of looking for something different um but still beautiful you know what i mean and i and i found chiang mai and for me it's like going on hikes in the mountains and visiting these amazing buddhist temples uh, i think it's something that's really unique to this part of the world and um it's just yeah, it's, it's real beautiful. Uh, it's, it's, it resonates with me for some reason. I'm not exactly sure. I don't think I fully understand it yet. Um, but I, I really love Thailand's landscape. I always have. It's, it's always something that's drawn me to here. Um, so, yeah, like in, in my spare time, like a lot of the times what I like to do is like, you know, go go to the Watts and the temples here. And uh, the waterfalls are amazing. There's tons of waterfalls everywhere. And, and the hikes are amazing just the most beautiful picturesque views of uh, Thailand yeah it is a it is an amazing place completely different to, to Phuket and, and southern Thailand but 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 there's definitely something about Chiang Mai there's definitely a, a vi- like a vibe there there's something and, and I think that's the, the nail on the head it's the vibe so like whenever like I travel and go to gyms and stuff vibe is always something that I pick up on right away like when you walk into a gym there's a vibe and energy that's being put off in that place you know um like you I'm sure we've all walked through those doors where it's like a room full of killers and you're just like it's like it's it's almost a little scary you know what I mean it's like intimidating walking in there with all these guys and then like you walk through another gym and it's like never too friendly while being nice and it's like it's like such a nice thing to walk into it's like oh I'm gonna make friends here I feel safe and uh the vibe uh, was something that stuck out right away for me at the gym in Chiang Mai. Uh, it had such a good vibe at your team quest. So, um, especially after leaving Bali, which was like a program that I had built, and the, the vibe was around me. You know, so it was the it, it was uh, a vibe that. Sorry, that's not a, a little over the top, but like a, like in my class, you know what I mean? Like yeah, my yeah. vibes in gym class. It's the vibe that I'm putting out that the, the students pick up on as well. Um, but if you've set up the jiu-jitsu but, program, you've created that vibe. Like there's there's other factors to it, but ultimately you're 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 creating that, aren't you? That atmosphere. A hundred percent. So the, the, that atmosphere is real important to me. And like, man, I, I did a lot of traveling after I left Bali, but the vibe in Chiang Mai was something that really stuck out to me. You know, it was it was part of the reason I wanted to come back. So. You're right. I don't. I don't know exactly what it is about Chiang Mai, but it's got this real chill vibe about it. People are cool, friendly. Um, I like it, man. It's, it's it's a it's a great play, part of the world. And is, there, is there, when you talk about vibe, kind of like is there the kind of more sort of tangible aspects to it? Is it that it's chilled out? Is it kind of that there's a good team atmosphere? 
100% both those things. Yeah. Um, I think because, so you, you got to understand too, like when, when you live like, like out here, there's a, there's a group of professional athletes and like aspiring professional athletes, right? Like everyone kind of moves out here, either have like some money saved or they work online or they, they have some, some means to keep them in a place like Chiang Mai. And like understand like Chiang Mai's cost of living is far less than, um, any first world city you know people live out here on less than a thousand dollars a month and they're okay they're fine they live good lives you know so like if all your only responsibility of the day is to train you know like that's all, all you have to do like train you know maybe you have some bills to pay you know but outside of that your only major responsibility is to yourself and to like to, to, to reach your goals as an athlete I think those people just they don't have the like the regular worries of lives like they don't have jobs that they go to all day that they don't like or you know they they don't have a lot of like pressing things pressing down on them so they they bring all that to the gym and everyone works so hard out here you know like they 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 put their heart in every practice and i i think that's part of the vibe that's really important it's just like there's a hard-working mentality but people can still like be chilled out and friendly and approachable and i think that i think that's something that uh, is very unique to, to training in asia and, and uh again like when when i came to Chiang Mai, it was kind of like the team here team quest was kind of going through like a rebuilding phase like a lot of coaches and fighters have just left and there's like a new team kind of coming in and coming together so in the past year that i've been here it's really kind of like a new team that's formed so we're all just kind of still getting to know each other but everyone's becoming really close and i love my team here man they're they're a really great group of people i'm really grateful to have uh, to met them especially uh dylan fussell who's the head mma coach uh he does such a great job with these guys and he i think that vibe that vibe we've been talking about with the gym and everything it started with dylan because it's been his team this whole time you know he's, he's been out here for like six years so it's that vibe that he created and uh luckily him and i saw eye to eye on on what we think is important in the vibe in the gym, you know, and uh, I'm, I'm just real excited to be working out here with these guys. It's really a great group of people. Do you do you work with the other coaches? Is there kind of a really good communication in terms of how you guys are putting your curriculum together, the training, um, making sure that what you guys are doing complements each other? Because you often find people working independently, also egos at play where people just kind of want to get their stuff across and not really fussed what, you know, what the kickboxing guys are doing or what strength and conditioning guys are doing or any of that stuff? You know, um, I, I think part of being like a good professional coach is to invest your time in, in, in your athletes. You know, so for, for me, that's going to wrestling practice and going to Muay Thai, going to MMA practice and like, and watching and training with them as much as I can and, and doing what I can in the room with them. Uh, really, uh, the, the, the main other coach out here is Dylan. Uh, him and I get along great you know like so uh, like i'll go to his wrestling class when he teaches wrestling and then i'll just incorporate it when i'm teaching the week if he sees something that one of the fighters needs in the room i'm never shy to take his advice um i i think teamwork is is huge and being successful in mma or jiu-jitsu um if you don't have that trust if you don't have that trust between you and your coach and, and you and your teammates and stuff like that you it's gonna it's gonna limit your potential for sure so uh, trust is something very important to me uh, 
amongst coaching staff, you know, like we, we all have to see eye to eye. So I, yeah, man, I have no issues here. It's, it's all good. Uh, the Muay Thai coaches are great too. There's kind of a, um, there's more distance between that obviously because it's, um, those guys have like just a traditional Muay Thai background, you know? So obviously their striking knowledge is, is great. Their clench knowledge is great, but, um, I think we both respect the line. You know what I mean? Like, I'm yeah. not a Muay Thai fighter. I don't have 200 Muay Thai fights. They're not just my fault. So, um, yeah, it's all good. Sounds like a great a great breeding ground for, for future athletes coming through. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I got to say, like, there's something about Chiang Mai for especially, like, up-and-coming aspiring athletes. It's so good, man, because, it, like, I'll just, like, just give you kind of an idea of the scene. Like, if you, like, say you want to fight MMA and you have, you know, an opportunity to go to Thailand, like it's such a great place to take advantage of that opportunity because one, like if you want to fight Muay Thai, it's so easy to get fights in in Chiang Mai. Like there's Muay Thai fights every night, and especially if you're like the up and coming guys, there's tons. So these guys can come out here and get a couple Muay Thai fights. They can be, compete in Jiu Jitsu at the same time. There's almost Jiu Jitsu tournaments every month now in Bangkok, so it's easy to go down and like compete. There's even local tournaments in Chiang Mai like twice a year. <laughs> And then there's amateur and um, and pro MMA as well. So, you know, like if you're if you're just kind of starting out and you want to get some experience, Thailand's a great place to go. Especially if you like you want to fight MMA, uh, highly recommend it. <laughs> That's cool. And also, I mean, with with all of that, like the the food, the the scenery, like you you you're just sort of you're you're embedding yourself in in almost like the the perfect breeding ground. It's a lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent, and uh, you know it's 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 successful. Like, there's been so many guys that have passed through, you know, uh, Thailand and Bali and stuff like that. That were just it's just such a good place for them to go. Like, uh, especially Thailand, I've always felt because you know, again, it's like it's the home of Muay Thai. You can come out here and get like pristine Muay Thai privates. It's like doing jujitsu privates with a black belt for fifteen dollars. You know, yeah. like it's it's so cheap to go out here and just go get like a master Muay Thai fighter, and then on top of that, you know, there's there's grappling, there's good grappling. You know, you come in, you get to work with Jiu Jitsu black belts, high level wrestlers, um, and then there's all sorts of talent always passing through from around the world. Like, if you ever really want to experience the Gracie Challenge, go to a destination gym because people are just popping in all the time from all over the world that you don't know anything about them, and then next thing you know, you're you know grappling a Dagestani wrestler trying to throw you on your head you know it's just, <laughs> it, it's amazing it's 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 the best training you're ever going to get <laughs> yeah good good point i mean in terms of the, being the destination gym and having different people walk through the door how do you base your curriculum around that do you kind of stick to a structure or do you kind of see who's in um you know who's walking through the door change things up slightly yeah, like, I, I always just kind of wait till my class forms, and then I kind of know what's going on. Like, I, I always start small, so I always start with the fundamentals. Yeah. Um, so I'll always pick something that, like, everyone in the room can do, and then I build off it for the people that need it, you know? So, like, if i got to keep everything real basic, uh, you know, I'll go around to the advanced guys and make sure they're getting something they need. Because it's, it's hard to be that guy in the room sometimes. Like, sometimes you just need more, and you're not getting it. Or it's way too much, and you're overwhelmed. So you just got to make the adjustments in your class so everyone's getting what they need keep it fluid yeah man just remember like uh, I don't know as a coach I always think it's like it's my job to serve like I'm, I'm there to give them the best training that they can get so I always just try to keep that in mind with whoever walks in the door and 
try to be empathetic to, to where they're at and what they need so they feel prepared or, or you know at least get a good workout <laughs> that's pretty selfless mate you don't hear that very often from from coaches uh, that's too bad I, I think you should have, more, <laughs> you should have that mindset <laughs> So are you, are you, have you, um, are you training, you, you say you're sort of going to the other classes with the, with regards to the wrestling and things like that, are you, have you dabbled in any Thai boxing while you're over there? Yeah, man, I train a little bit, like, um, you know, my, my, my job, my goal out here is to really build up this jiu-jitsu program, so, um, my, my energy, my, my time goes into that, but in between classes when I have spare time and stuff like that, I love to, to, to go hit the bag and hit pads, I go sparring and you know, get beat up by these guys. Um, it's it's great. You know, like I never want to stop learning as a martial artist. I think it's really important and to be like totally immersed in Muay Thai right now. It's pretty interesting. You know, like a, like again, like I try to be real supportive of my guys. So, like e- even if they're not my guys, like it's even other people from the, the gym that are fighting Muay Thai. Like I try to go to their fights and watch and learn. Um, again, like that's part of the cultural experience for me of living here. I. I, I just passionate about Thai culture, you know, so um, I really, I, I just love going to the fights and learning Muay Thai has been an uh, amazing bonus of uh, being out here. And that's a, that's a huge part of their culture, isn't it? So, like, when you're immersed in it like that, the fact that there's, like, Thai fight, there's um, Thai boxing fights every night, like, that's that says a lot about their their culture in a, in a positive yeah. way and, and the influence that has on it. It's crazy, man. And, you know, it's, it's like, it's like soccer or baseball or whatever sports you grew up around, you know, um, they just love it. It's, it's, it's great. It's, it's really cool to see a martial art be respected that much. Um, you definitely see like the, like Asia's perspective on martial arts. I think is much different than, than like, uh, the, the U S is at least, uh, I, I can say from my experiences, you know, like they just view it so highly, you know, that, that they have a lot of respect. I think a lot of people respect martial arts, around the world but like as a lifestyle uh, I, I see it's much more respected here and uh, it's part of the reason it's uh, I love living out here how do you see that that kind of relationship between like the traditional martial arts and an MMA do you see that there's a an embracing of it or still some kind of like looking down on it almost is there like an elitist there's aspect conflict, to it I or? feel like between the two right because like yeah. I, th- I think there's a difference sometimes between a martial artist and a fighter. Yeah. So, uh, like, you know, I've, I've, ex- I've met both, and, like, both are fine, you know? Like, maybe you don't encompass, like, um, what, what it means to be a martial artist. Like, that, that's not important for you. Um, for, for me, personally, it is. So, like, I like to look at myself as a martial artist and my students. I like to, to open their mind to being a martial artist if they can. Um, I think it's... Oh, sorry, we lost you, Justin. Oh, sorry. Oh, Am I back now? No, yeah. back yet. Okay. I was just saying, uh, like, martial arts is a great philosophy to carry with you. Um, I think it, it really brings up the best in the people. And yeah, from, from an MMA perspective, do you see that there's... Is, is that a martial artist, or do you see that more more fighters? Uh, I, again, both. Yeah. Um, I feel like a lot of the guys I've had a, a chance to work with have been good martial artists, too, so I've been I've been fortunate in that sense. Uh, even the guys that are just, you know, they love to fight and they, they grew up fighting and uh, they just think it's interesting, you know. Uh, it, I, I think it's, it's cool, you know. Like, it, 
I think the biggest thing is as long as like everyone's being respected. I think that's the biggest thing. But like I don't I don't like to like if if you don't appreciate the martial art lifestyle, like that's not something I'd want to push on you. No, like sort of respect's the biggest thing. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter your views or why you're doing it, but it's like respecting training partners, respecting each other, and and that's that's part of that environment. So, in terms of um, the the people coming coming through through the through Team Quest, um, presumably you're getting sort of like we sort of saying about um, the wrestlers coming in and, and and things like that. What's a what's a typical day like? That's a good question. You never know, bro. You never know. Yeah. So like my, my normal day is pretty simple, man. Like I, I, I usually teach like once or twice a day. I'll come in and, and teach at the gym. If I'm not there uh, teaching, I'm training um, or, or they're watching the guys or working with the guys. So uh, I just try to stay as active in the gym as I can. I've been trying to do more homework again lately. Like, um, you know, you're, you're always trying to evolve your game and your curriculum yourself, so I've been trying to, you know, learn as much more jiu-jitsu as I can. Um, and again, just, you know, I, I feel like training is always evolving. Like, you know, I've been doing jiu-jitsu since 2005, so it's like, it's like 13 years, right? So, like, my body has just been wrecked from jiu-jitsu, so I've been, like, really doing a lot of focus on just longevity for myself as an athlete. So I'm just really trying to take better care of myself, uh, do more yoga, stretch more, uh, keep my body strong. Uh, I had a lot of injuries in the last two years, so um, I've been really trying to stay healthy. And, uh, you know, I, I wanted to do jiu-jitsu for a long time. It's, it's, it's like the only constant in my life, you know. It's, it's always been with me. It's always good. Um, it's brought out the best sides of me, so... I, I need to take care of my body to the point where I can keep doing this for a long, long time. It's interesting. Like I'm at a similar point, and I, a lot of the, the guys that, that I train with or have trained with over the years, um, when they get to a certain point, they then start realizing they need to t- take care of their body. Yeah, you have to, man. It's so crazy. Like uh, I think the, the, how different my body felt between like 31 and 33 was massive. You know, like <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, you just you got to take good care of yourself if, if you want to do this, especially if you're doing it every day, you know, twice a day. You, you just got you got to take care of your body. Hundred percent. Yeah, yoga's yoga's really cool. Like that definitely that definitely helps reverse a lot of the a lot of the damage done. Especially it, it's not even impact, but sometimes just constantly being in the same position in jujitsu, something like yoga allows you to open and yeah. reverse that tension. Also, diet, man. Diet's always been a huge thing, right? Like, I, I, know, I know you know that especially. Um, I, I think as long as you're, you know, taking care of your body and, um, you know, putting good food in yourself and, and working hard, um, you know, uh, working hard in the sense of being disciplined to take care of those injuries and rest when you need to rest, you know. Yeah, that's the hard thing to do that's the hardest thing though I, I find and I find it with, 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 with most people in jiu-jitsu everybody comes back too early or, or nobody rests when they should or it, 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 and I'm assuming it's the same in, in probably in the Thai boxing and the MMA as well there's just a, a want to be back training especially in such a positive environment because you want to be there you know so here's the other thing that's cool about Chiang Mai especially um, like I'm a huge advocate of time massage um, it's helped me work through a lot of like muscle injuries and like just injuries throughout the years and I've gotten sprains, strains, like all that, that little stuff that comes up all the time in jujitsu. Um, 
you know, I can get a two-hour Thai massage here for like five USD. <laughs> wow. So cheap, you know, so like if your body's messed up, you can go get like a super authentic, like fantastic massage for like nothing. You know, it's, it's so cheap. Uh, there's there's tons of like uh, saunas and uh, ice baths, all sorts of stuff you can do out here. So like anything you need to do for recovery is really good. Also like medical stuff is so cheap here. Like anytime you need to go to the doctor, you need to get a CT scan because you got knocked out. You know, it's a couple hundred dollars, maybe two hundred dollars. Wow. Um, yeah. But it's not even close to like a co-payment in the U.S. If you want to go to the doctor and get a CT scan, it's probably going to cost you like three grand. So there's just better. It's easier to take care of yourself out here as far as like recovery goes, taking care of your body and stuff. So as someone grappling in their thirties, it makes me really happy to be in a place like I am. And as we touched on briefly as well, like the the food, the Thai food is um, it, there's just so many natural health benefits to that. It's um, it's a good place for for healthy, delicious food. Oh yeah, it's just cheap and it's good. Like you hit the nail on the head, man. Like like all all this stuff is what what brought me to Thailand more or less, right? Like uh, I've always loved Thai food, man. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fr- yeah, fresh coconut water, Thai food, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's literally like that is the perfect breeding ground for, well, not necessarily the perfect, but perfect breeding ground for, for athletes, but also like a, an amazing place to be instructing um, and and, bal- and and getting a nice balance balance with life, presumably. Yeah, Chiang Mai is great, man. Um, it's, it's an amazing place. Um, you know, uh, again, I think it always goes back to food, like what, what gets inspired to you about other people cultures like at least for me it's always been about food um and like thai food was definitely something that made me dig deeper about their culture it's probably what made me want to come out here in the first place just to, to travel and explore um yeah thailand's great <laughs> you're, you're also close to everything out there as well you know nothing's more than a, a few hours flights you know if you want to head to singapore or you know west coast australia and things like that and bali they're all everything's not far it's true it's it's a really cool kind of hub so like if you want to make uh, like a home base it's kind of like uh, what i've been kind of doing over the years is like i'm always at a home base but like anytime i need to travel for like you know a visa or you know i just want to go somewhere and explore it's really cheap for me to kind of fly around and see the other countries in southeast asia so you know i've pretty much ran the gauntlet at this point i've pretty much seen most of it but uh, as far as or like at least visiting a city or something along those lines um but it's it's such an amazing world. I re- I really try to encourage people to travel. Um, there's just so many different ways you can live life and see all these different perspectives on the way people do things. And uh, yeah, I love it. I, I I I strongly encourage people to travel as much as they can. You're starting to get a lot more MMA events as well, right? There there seems to be all sorts of stuff popping up over there now as well. Yeah, one of C um, is always expanding, especially yeah. in the Asian market. Um, so I think, um, you know, I, I had the opportunity to work with a handful of one of C fighters. Uh, you know, I got lucky enough to get brought to a couple shows. And, um, it's it's an amazing experience. Like if you ever get a chance to go to a one of C, um, they're, they're great events. Um, they're, they're really professional and um, they have great production. And um, the fights are always exciting. They always really high level talent athletes uh, in there uh, going to war and it's like couldn't ask for more than that 
Yeah, they seem to be doing some smart stuff, especially around the right, the white cutting side of things as well. We've had a few chats about that previously, but they seem to be doing it in a smarter way. Yeah, you know, it's really cool. Uh, what I thought was really interesting is to see how it, like, I literally saw that style of weight cutting shape athletes and just being healthier people. Um, it, it was it was a really cool thing to see because they were just on their diets year round. There was no crash crash dieting, you know. Like, obviously, they would like, taper and like get more strict. But um, it's it's a really good way to do weight cuts. I, I think it's definitely the better way to do weight cuts. For sure, healthier, right? Definitely healthier. Guess what else you got for me? Um, so, <laughs> if is there anything else you wanna? Is there anything else you wanna go through? Like we're like in terms of I think go on to the uh, the, the questions that that we've got. Unless there's anything else you wanna. Yeah. I think there's one that kind of segs into the questions, which is nice, which is uh, Anthony Bourdain. I felt like we should have talked about Anthony Bourdain last time. It's like, uh, I, he was such a big influence on me to travel, but then he also became like a big influence in the jiu-jitsu community, which I thought was so interesting. Um, and like uh, definitely one of my personal heroes like, along the way. Like, what, what an amazing guy. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to touch on him and like get your thoughts on it, because I know he's also a big influence for yours uh, when we touched on it last time. Yeah, no, he hundred percent is, um, and yeah, him, him, him dying is probably the only person of 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 any other than family members that I've actually had any feeling for when they when they when they've died. I kind of, uh, yeah, he, he Kitchen Confidential. I read when I was eighteen years old, and uh, uh, one of the barmen at the hotel I was working at gave it to me to read, and it changed my perspective on cooking and. Yeah, I've just been a huge fan of him since, and 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 his one of my executive chefs used to use that book to do a speech before we did dinners, um, and his philosophy and his kind of understanding. There's quite a, a famous quote or uh, that he's used, um, which is "cook free or die," which, like from a chef's point of view, um, the it, it doesn't the saying doesn't make sense really, but what he means by that is like if you take away the ability of a chef to do what he wants to do and what he wants to cook he might as well be dead and what can happen a lot with chefs is they get sort of pushed into a corner and, and made to do things they don't want to do whether it's finance because of financial control from other people or because of purchasing or boring stuff that chefs really don't care about um, right. and, and he was really anti that and that was like a big big message from him and a and him, yeah, he's he's such a yeah, it's such a shame. Um, and he's a good a kind of good example of how jujitsu kind of turned his life around as well. Given just you know, he was he was viced up to the max and and had a and had a lot true. of and a lot of demons and and I think jujitsu seemed to kind of give him some kind of freedom from that as well. You're right. Uh, that, that's a, a good observation. Because um, you, you would hear a lot about Anthony Bourdain like, liking to party and uh, having a lot of vices and stuff like that. But, you know, that's that's the thing that jiu-jitsu kind of does for you. Like, jiu-jitsu is, like, super honest with yourself. You know what I mean? Like, when you don't do good in jiu-jitsu, like, whatever is failing you is very apparent. So it's like, if you, if you had a big night out drinking and you're real hungover and you roll like shit, you feel it and you're like oh fuck that's what I get for drinking you know it's, you see whatever the problem is right away like when life's good and everything's good and you're in good shape and all that and you roll and you're doing good it's just like um, 
it's really carefree. It's like that's the best flow you're ever gonna have. You know, like everything's just, just real carefree and good, and you're just like lost, lost in the jiu-jitsu. Um, so it's like, you, when you start to get those the, the highs of jiu-jitsu, where where you really get to feel those flowy moments and stuff, it's like you chase that more than anything else. You know what I mean? Like you 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 yeah. want that feeling more than whatever else is holding you down in life or holding you back or limiting your potential. Um, so yeah, like I, I, I'm sure that's something that he definitely felt from jujitsu or I, like, I, I hope that played some influence in like him wanting to take care of, better care of himself this, uh, in his last few years. Um, yeah, it, it was cool to see him get so passionate, uh, about it. And then, uh, you know, it's, for someone that I had admired so much on, on his lifestyle, uh, to see him start the jujitsu journey, um, him having admiration for kind of like the, the, what what I had the most passionate about at the time, which was jujitsu. Um, it was so cool. It was like like he like inspired me again in another way. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, for, for for me, you know, I'm I'm in my forties, and to have someone of his age, and essentially, you know his lack of fitness and, you know, all those kind of vices that he had and the rest of it and to just kind of pick it up and start and and embrace it the way he did. I think there's something really motivating in that. You know, he didn't give a fuck. He was quite happy to just get on, be shit. You know, it didn't matter where he went in the world. He packed a gear with him and he was just going into all these different places and, and just embraced it. And I think that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, 100%. Um... And, and I think that's a great philosophy on life. You know, it's like you kind of have to have that like fucking mentality almost sometimes where you just got to be like, it's like, yeah, I'm going on vacation and yeah, I'm packing a key and I'm going to go train with a bunch of guys I don't know because it's getting you outside your comfort zone. It's like that's what you're supposed to do when you travel. That's something I feel like I learned from Anthony Bourdain for sure. Just like watching from reading his books, like from reading Kitchen Confidential, which I read on my first trip to Thailand uh, in like 2010. Um, also, um, you know, he's like that kind of mindset just is, is such a good thing to carry, you know? Um, and I'm super grateful for it. It's brought a lot of amazing people into my life, given me tons of uh, fantastic opportunities. Um, yeah, he was, he was a huge influence on me. And it's kind of cool that, like, he's he's not known for being a fighter. He's known for being a chef and author. Uh, but it still had this, like, big impact on aspiring jiu-jitsu athletes. Like, he inspired a lot of people. And that was just all he did was start and get in there and compete and embrace the lifestyle. Um, yeah, he will be missed. Yeah, sure. I mean, the only the only sort of the only savior I think is when you when you look at his life. Like it was a short life, but he's achieved more than some people will do in 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 twice twice the length. Yeah, um, which does oh, hundred times over. That doesn't make it any any easier or any better, but it's almost you know he's. Yeah, he's 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 achieved a lot and done a lot and 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 in, and and sort of touched so many people. He'll be he'll be remembered for forever. For sure. It's, uh, yeah. All right, let's do these wrap up questions. Yeah. So three. so that so that might lead nicely into um, your favorite motivational quote. Um, Ooh, yeah, man. I might have to look and find one of these. I don't think I have like one that's like real specific. Um, yeah, nothing that comes to mind. How about be true to yourself? That's a very like common saying that everyone says, but if you if you get the opportunity to live by it, so like yeah, I think that's the one I, I try to remind myself the most: be true to yourself. 
I think that's a good one. I think it's easily said, but when you look into it and you start to really analyze that, that it's deep, bro. It's fucking deep. <laughs> <laughs> we could spend an entire podcast, or I think I could just going into that one alone. I mean, that's that's, that's a that's Pandora's box. <laughs> uh, in terms of your uh, your walkout music, so you know what what would be your what would be your walkout theme or theme if you enter the room? We still got to figure out a better way of wording oh, this question. Man. It's a shit one. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what I would have as a walkout song. I never really. I've never really thought about it. I think it would. It would it'd have to be something in the moment. It would have to be something that like. Oh, what's I your? That was like playing all the time. What's your? Um, th- what's your theme tune? You know, you, you. You're walking out to the temples. You've got your earphones in. Oh you know. yeah. Uh, fair enough. Uh, man, I, I've always loved Odessa. I listen to a lot of Odessa. So maybe like the album Summer's Gone. That's really, that's a really good one. Um, yeah, it definitely anyone that's ever taken one of my jujitsu classes probably had to listen to that album at least 200 times. So, um, yeah, I love Odessa. Literally, Justin, you cut out just as you said it. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Who is that again? Uh, I said Odessa. Odessa. Odessa, uh, right. I the album Summer's Gone. Yeah, cool. I love them. They're, they're real great. That's cool. too funny. Um, and have you got a favorite book or a book you're reading at the moment or like... Uh, like a like a, a book you think everyone should read. Um, Kitchen Confidential. Since we've been talking about Anthony Bourdain, great yeah. book. Um, man, I I learned so much from him just about him talking about failures and uh, you know like we all fail in life and um, you know and it was always just how he picked himself back up and what what he did to move forward. I I thought that was a great book. Um, Siddhartha by Herman Hesse is another one that's my favorites. Um, I've read it like bunch of times in my life and I always get a really different perspective on it um, every time I read it I like those books when you're at that, that certain points in life and you kind of pick them up and they just kind of give you that bit of direction again or you kind of read something that resonates and it just kind of yeah sorts you out yeah it's cool awesome man that's that's brilliant that was really great good, good to talk to you Justin yeah it was good to talk to you too that's cool man I, I remember like the last time we spoke coming away just thinking yeah that's what jiu-jitsu is about you know that kind of going back to that kind of almost like surfing mentality a little bit more spiritual um you know much more about the vibe yeah man like uh, you know i think I, I was really fortunate just to kind of teach in these like really beautiful places and parts of the world with like some really good friends and, um it just all came down to training you know what i mean it was just all of us about being together and having a good time training together and it really just changed my perspective on uh, what I was in it for and um, what martial arts meant to me. And, um, you know, what keeps me in it is my students and, and the people at the gym. And uh, I just love it. I can picture myself doing anything else. So if people want to um, if people want to check you out, see what you're up to in Chiang Mai, what's the best uh, Instagram, obviously? My handle is JustinSidelBJJ. Um, cool. You can definitely reach out to me on Insta. Um, or check out teamquestthailand.com and come down and train. Please come train. If people are looking to train in Thailand uh, and looking to come to Chiang Mai, like like any level. Oh, all level for yeah. sure. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like uh, I think we 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 mostly talked about like uh, more of the professionals and stuff. But some of my favorite students, especially over the years, have just been expats, just regular people living out here, uh, chasing their own dreams. You know, um, and that's kind of what it's all about. It's it's a it's a really cool part of the world. To, to see and experience so I highly encourage people to come out and check out Chiang Mai 
and it's great for those guys and girls to be in the environment in that environment with the professionals and all those other people as well all training together so it's, it's a great thing about jiu-jitsu full stop anyway ability to train 100%. yeah like what I don't know a lot of other sports in the world where you can just like go pick up a game with a professional athlete you know what I mean like you know you could drop into any of these schools and train with a world champion but like I can't go play baseball with you know Barry Bonds or something like that you know like uh, I, I, that just would never happen so yeah Jiu Jitsu is pretty cool like that let's wrap it up there mate that's a, that's a yeah awesome awesome podcast thank you for your time yes thank you sir Thanks again, guys. Take care. Cheers, mate. Cheers, buddy.